Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast, a sports entertainment Wait, podcast. I was about to say. And uh, heavy on the um, neither on Raw there this week. Uh, okay, we're going to talk Raw today. This is our Raw podcast. This is my man Justin. He called in dealing with some issues. Whatever. You know what? We're just going to say you call in sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's yeah. how, that's, dude, you're a big freaking deal. You know what I'm saying? If you can hit me up from your big old jet airliner, as the kids would say, referencing Stevie Miller. Yes, they would definitely say that. <laughs> yes, I'm a joker. I had a friend who legitimately thought that that lyric was, big old jet left the light on. No joke. Where was he from? Uh, he was from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not doing my state proud there, but, uh, I had to be honest about it. <laughs> so, let's, um, we're going to bounce around a little bit and go with storylines, and I want to get, uh, what I believe to be the worst out of the way, so we will... Okay, first of all, if you listen to the other podcast, you know that I feel like women's wrestling is the best thing in pro wrestling right now so when i say we're getting the worst thing out of the way it is not the women involved in the programs i'm talking about it is a bad storyline plot line terrible booking what's the quote what was the jericho quote bad idea from stupid creative yeah (laughs) okay so let's talk about charlotte and rhea ripley maybe the most disappointing program of 2021 so far is that you put these two women who have already established a feud with each other over the last year going into last year's two years ago's wrestle or two wrestlemanias ago let me try to say that correctly so this should work they're, they're fantastic wrestlers they uh Rhea is this up and comer who had established herself as the main event of NXT along with Io Shirai and then she moves on to make way for Gonzalez and to stake her claim as one of the alongside the horse women in the pro wrestling realm and it has been a dud right yeah I I hate to say that I, I I saw that coming, but right. Well, I mean this 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 thing she does here. I mean I almost don't even want to talk about it. She comes out with a crutch because Charlotte has a crutch because Charlotte is hyping up an injury, and then it turns out ooh neither one of them's hurt, and anything you can do I can do better is fine in little bits and pieces, but this isn't this isn't who Rhea's ever been. No. So asking her to try to do this and seem, I mean, they want her to, do they want her to feel contrived? Uh, if they don't, I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Okay. And, and Charlotte is, I mean, she's fine in this role. I just feel like, I feel like if Charlotte's in this role, then Rhea should be saying, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't make, like, I don't get the, like, when wrestling's really good, it easily makes sense to me. 
And if you're trying to dethrone the queen in this particular, even if you're the champ in this scenario, Charlotte is still the favorite. It's like back in the day when you, if if you were fight like even even Marvin Hagler as great as he was, right? When he fought Sugar Ray Leonard, he still had to knock him out to beat him, even though mm-hmm. he out, even though he was the aggressor in their fight. You could say Sugar did what he had to do to win. Every other time to that point, they would always say, "Well, you know, the champion pretty much you got to be champ." Yeah, and so I never really hurt you. Isn't really good enough back then to get it done. And yet he Leonard gets the decision, and people are like, "Oh my God, how's that happen?" Well, Leonard was bigger than the belt, mm-hmm. right? Oscar De La Hoya used to couldn't lose a decision, no matter what. Yeah, De La Hoya was he bigger than the, the benefit. De La Hoya was bigger than the belt. Here we have Charlotte, who is legitimately bigger than the belt. It's like when you wrestled Ric Flair; you were mm-hmm. still the underdog back in the day. And yet Ripley is sitting here and not pushing against that. She's she's like, yes, I can be just like you if I want to. Is that throwing you off too? It does. It throws me off because I don't know what their end goal is. If this is a heel versus heel thing, you're you're weirdly booking it. I don't know. I don't know. It's very strange. I don't know what's going on. Dude, if you're going for the intricacies, which is tongue-in-cheek world, that's not something you ask somebody to do on their first big program or their third big program. Not with somebody who that's their, you know. You're asking her to go out there and, you know, follow James Brown. Yeah. You know, you got somebody who's one of the best ever, and she's out there trying to do an imitation of it, and it's always going to come up short. Right, right. You don't try to get Chris Brown to do James Brown. Uh, wow, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but somebody out there probably think, hey, man, they won't. They will not have seen James Brown, evidently. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Naya. Reggie, Shayna, uh, like I said, we're climbing from the bottom rung. Naya, Reggie, Shayna are uh, uh, in the next episode of Charmed. Um, I guess. <laughs> Shayna Baszler, Dewdrop, Eva versus. And they, they had a backstage segment, the Naya, Reggie, Shayna thing, and it was just like the rest of them. Nikki, um, Naomi, Asuka, Alexa. They have a little thing in grill position, which I do like the little interviews in grill position. And of course, uh, what is it? Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, mm-hmm. uh, hypes mm-hmm. up that she's going to win the money in the bank and teach us all what you can do if you believe in yourself. And then Naomi and Oscar kind of go back and forth just to tag because they're, 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 they respect each other about which one's going to win. And then Alexa says, don't get your hopes up, which... You know, I'm hoping that in this women's money, this is what I hope for. Because <laughs> this will make me really get my eyes rolling all the way to the back of my head. Do it. Have Alexa go out there in the money in the bank and every single one of the competitors after this banger of a wrestling match and people diving through tables and chairs, 
and like have two of them almost get to the money in the bank and then have them look down at Alexa and her just mentally force them to lay down like Hogan did uh, Kevin Nash. <laughs> to Kevin Nash. In the in the mental version. Did you use the, the eye poke of them? <laughs> like the eye hit you with my eye beams? <laughs> yes. Or, or let, let me, let me one-up that. Let me one-up that. You have two great women's wrestlers climbing to the top of this ladder. About to get the belt. Lexa Bliss looks over at Reginald. And mind screws Reginald, so he jumps up there, steals the belt, brings it to her, and she wins the match. What if she goes to every single competitor and looks them in the eyes and they all lay down asleep? And then she makes Reginald just walk up there, get the belt, bring it down to her, and hand her the money in the bank. Do you you think any of these plot lines is less less ridiculous than what they're going to do? (laughs) Well, that is what we got. Okay, so we get a match, and... They they book they book uh, Dewdrop strong in this eight woman tag match, and I felt that I'm was not good. Calling her Dewdrop, that is stupid. Okay, we'll call her by her name then. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone but Eva in this match is a good worker, so the wrestling is is fine. Uh, believe it or not, there winds up being a there was a clean finish here, where. Um, Nikki gets pinned after not seeing a blind tag, so it was almost like they did do some wrestling in this thing. There was the mm-hmm. one Eva did it. Look, Eva did a good job at what Eva was supposed to be doing a good job at. She had a couple of moments that were really uh, rough uh, in the wrestling portion of it all. The thing where Alexa really, looked, Kevin? Yes, really? Im- imagine. But of course, when uh, <laughs> I'm just having so much trouble keeping up with this. Of course, when Nia gets the pinfall, uh, Eva grabs the mic and announces herself as the solo winner, causing further hilarity and angst in the women's division. You love this? I, 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 you know, I watched NXT this week. Yes. And, and they had, like, wrestling on there. Like women's wrestling that mattered, so no, no, I didn't love this. What did, what did I say about the three woman the 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 three team tag match last week? Not this week, but last week. I said even with this amount of talent, Raw couldn't do this. Uh uh-uh. Because Raw wouldn't let them. No. You know. And here's your example. Look yeah. at the talent in this ring. Yeah. Look at the talent. Hey. And Eva was there too. Hey, Dewdrop can go, bro. Dewdrop can go. She can. Oh my God! And, I, and I'm I I will be happy when she gets freed of that name, which I'm I'm assuming that part of why I'm supposed to hate Eva is that she has saddled this wonderful talent <laughs> with this stupid character. Anyway, let's move on to some stuff. What the hell? Okay, is Dewdrop supposed to be the arch nemesis of Nikki Ash? No, I would think that Alexa would be no, because Alexa is almost like aligning herself with the superhero in a way. You know, I don't know what that. There's your, there's your, there's your nuance right there. For those of you who really want 
important stuff in your wrestling. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so another little thing we're doing is it looks as if we're trying to build up the um, mid-card area there. We do have this little plot line going on with Mustafa, who seems to be trying to teach Mansoor his ways and get him away from his kindness. And they do have a pretty good little back and forth there for a second. And uh, Mustafa gets his leg caught in the ropes or, or something caught in the ropes. And the referee and Mansoor get Mustafa out of Mustafa out of the uh, ropes. And that causes Mansoor to lose. Um, thoughts? Well, these two are great. You should have given them like 15 minutes to go, and I would have been happy. Why? I don't hate this storyline. I don't hate this storyline at all. I hate that I'm not getting to see in a three-hour wrestling show these two guys, you know, really put on a show. Right. I know it. I know it. We're going to skip over to uh, Mason T-Bar in a tag division real quickly versus the Lucha oh, House yeah. Party. Other things that don't make sense. Okay, so what did you think? We had Mason T-Bar dominate a match that they lose. So what, what, yes. is that what you meant by don't make sense? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Why are you burying these two giants for Lucha House Party? Who right. do not do them to do nothing. Right, well, that'd be different too, right? If you thought, oh, well, Lucha House Party won, so they're about to get a push, you'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense, but that's not where we're going. <laughs> no, this is just a throwaway match. Right, so they do tell a little bit of a tag team wrestling story along with the mid-card story getting into the Money in the Bank, which I thought they've done a fairly decent job at over the course of... Well. Go ahead. To say the match wasn't bad. The match itself was not my problem. Of course. Of course, because you have two really good workers, right? Yeah. All right. So the, the whole base is coming up, man. Yeah. I'm giving that guy a little credit. He's getting better. He's getting better, and you know, kind of stinks that uh, Dijakovic has been stuck in the middle of this thing because he was. Because he and Keith Lee were like tearing the house down for a while. And you were thinking, oh, well, maybe they'll someday main event WrestleMania together. And then. Yeah. It's funny, though. At least I had to cover on television. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Keith. He can't still be hurt. And they must be waiting for his contract to run out. Just to cut him loose, which is crazy. Hopefully. The thing I've ever heard. Because he wouldn't give him his name, I think. Okay, so Ms. TV starts out your show, and uh, I love Morrison kind of sliding in and out of Spanish mm-hmm. when he's talking in all of the water references. Okay, so this is the obligatory, we're heading into Money in the Bank segment where you have the bulk of the competitors Everybody. come out, and then we wind up with a little bit of a tag division thing as AJ and almost come out, and AJ's mad that he didn't get to be in the... Uh, money in the bank and so he winds up hurting riddle setting up what i believe is your main event and Miz and morrison were i mean morrison was supposed to fight ricochet anyway after the first segment and uh aj's hurt a foot and ricochet turns into little fisticuffs back and forth 
If you think Almost is protected due to his size, he is not if he's in the room in the ring with Drew, who disperses of him outside of the ring quite easily. Uh, right? Do you remember that? Well, huh? Well, well, of course, Kevin. Because <laughs> Drew McIntyre is unstoppable. Hey, he uh significant plot plot armor I've ever seen. Evidently he had an affair with the Loch Ness Monster, so you know high level guy there. And, and David Crockett is his relative of some sort. Yep. Diversity in his in his background. Let's get to Ricochet versus Morrison. I thought it was great. The match was great. This, um, yes. <laughs> this is my point. <laughs> yes. That was great. Yeah. Uh I didn't I don't even mind Why? Go ahead. This is the curtain jerker. Yes. Yes. This the, should have been twenty minutes main event. Right. And these the, two dudes going at it. And the and ma- you should be able to tell a story that makes that a main event. Right. And the main part main point of this match was the the segment before it. These guys are gonna be in money in the bank. Here's a commercial for what they can do. And they were creative. It was great. Um, it just, I, I would, you know, they could they could have done a best three out of five with these guys because they're going to wind up wrestling that much anyway. You know what I mean? Just at least book it that way, so I don't have to just keep you know wondering why we're getting it over and over again. Now, um, the the finish winds up being wonky, which can happen, uh, especially on Mondays where Johnny. Gets Ricochet outside of the ring and hurts him, and the Miz use, utilizes his wheelchair to keep Ricochet from getting the end before the ten count, so he gets the DQ win. I didn't hate the DQ win, you know. I, I always would have preferred something clean, um, but I did love the match. Of course you did, because it's two of the best wrestlers in the world. Right, and I Look love underground veterans both. Right, right, and that's the one thing that you do kind of scratch your head at is they probably have four better matches over in Lucha Underground. Oh yeah, and it's not oh, that they're easily. it's not that they're worse wrestlers. It's that it's just not allowed to be that here. You can't be that cool. It takes away from Drew McIntyre. Okay, speaking of which. Jinder Mahal pulls up on his Harley, and he just, he tells us what we already know. Drew is a crappy friend. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a terrible friend. Ask, ask, ask Keith Slater. <laughs> yeah. Ask Keith Slater's kids. Yes. That guy's got pulled. Drew ain't showing up. Drew ain't making a wish in his kids. Uh, you know what Drew ain't doing, too? Drew's what? not leaving 10 minutes of the episode for somebody else. Hell no. Could have been Slater. Could have been Gender. You know? But so mm-hmm. Gender G- even texts Drew, hey, let's go for a ride on our bikes, on our motorbikes. And Drew returns his text in three days. Sorry, bud, too busy. Use the two as in the numeral. Didn't even spell it out. What kind of a crap person is he? Okay, Jinder saying that he used the two and didn't spell it out and that offended him was great. Jinder <laughs> Mahal. I like Jinder Mahal. I'm a fan. 
I have been a fan since they gave him that championship run a couple years ago and then abruptly snuffed it out. I thought he did great. I thought the guy has a lot of upside. He looks like a million bucks. He brings you a great demographic <laughs> that you're trying to get into, which is India. You know. Yeah, there's no reason. No reason. There's no not. reason. Okay, so then then we get okay, so that one's going to play into the fact that we're going to get a. You know, of course, since we skip around, it's a little silly, but um. Yeah, that's what makes it silly. But Drew McIntyre, so we'll just go straight to that match. Drew McIntyre gives the promo of the year where he describes the fact that his sword was made out of the Loch Ness Monster's tooth. And that Nessie, who, by the way, any any man that looked into the eyes of Nessie would be overwhelmed by her beauty. What part of Loch Ness Monster lore was that? I, I don't... I, I don't know. The part where she, that, that Loch Ness monster needed about Tree Fritty. Because <laughs> he had he... an opportunity to set up with his rambling diatribe. One of the greatest jokes ever. As I gazed into her eyes, she said to me, I need about Tree Fritty. <laughs> did, he, did he somehow get mermaids in Loch Ness? Mo- Mixed up I together? He did call did he her a siren, right? His, yeah, did he somehow mix crack and meth? I don't know, Kevin. <laughs> no, no, but he may have mixed... Um, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to make a protein <laughs> shake steroid joke right here, which I could have done. Not going to do it. Done. Drawing You're a line. Because I'm 100% sure that guy's natural. And, and yeah. sp- speaking of natural, we get the Drew McIntyre Jinder Mahal match, and um, I thought this was pretty good. It winds up being the kind of thing where, of course, Drew can't lose, so Jinder has three men help him take him out. And dude, replacing the Singh brothers with those two monsters, yikes! Much better, right? Much better. They got some heat. Don't care if they're clunky. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're, they're big and mean. Well, they're not. Tr- they're not trying to win matches. No, just beat people up. Right. Okay, and so then they steal the sword, which I assume was the whole purpose of the Nessie lore thing earlier, was that the sword would be stolen. Man, Kevin, you know me. I love Dungeons and Dragons, man. I'm a nerd. Right. When did my wrestling become Dungeons and Dragons? Well, hey, there's another demo that they thought they were missing. There you go. You know, so they slide into it. Okay, now to something that I... Kofi Woods calling. Okay, we have a segment with MVP and Bobby and the guy, and they run him down. I'm not even going to get into that. It's the same thing they do every week. Kofi Woods, not that it's bad. It's just the same thing they do every week. Kofi Woods calling the new announcer uh, KP and KPZ uh, confuses Mm -hmm. me when I'm watching it because I get called those things a lot. And so uh, I keep thinking that Woods is talking to me. Which Kevin, do you often feel like the people on the television talk to you? Not so much, but it was a really fulfilling few minutes when it was Kofi and Xavier Woods that I felt like we're talking. I can about. understand that. I was like, man, I am in. Finally, two people Finally. that are legitimately cool like me. My whole yeah. life has led to this moment. Oh wait, it's, they're talking to that guy. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> 
And Kofi winds up doing really good on the promo here. Um, they need to get the belt on this guy. Woods was great during his part. I'm, I'm ready for Woods to be Kofi's raw version of main event Uso, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and let's just get this thing rolling. I, so, anyway. Then they're somehow they're trying to use Damian Priest to rub off on Riddle. Have you noticed that? I don't know what this deal is. Right. And they do seem to like each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, that's cool, I guess. Um, he tells him, this was the, Riddle, what was the story Riddle told? He jumped off his house? What? I, dude, I'm going to be honest. That was, that was a little bit. He can, he can make you zone out when he's talking. He can. Right? And I think that's the point. The point is you're supposed to feel really high whenever he speaks. It works. Oh, he's good at it. <laughs> it's almost as if it's yeah. it it has an RVD feel to it. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Much so. But then we get a, a, an injured Riddle with a bad foot versus AJ in what was a fantastic matchup. Um, I thought I, I thought Riddle did a great job of selling the injury in AJ. I just really liked the matchup. I, I really thought it was a good match. I thought they did a lot of Two things. Great wrestlers. Yeah, they are. And saddling Riddle with a with a bad foot, uh, you could say, well, that's going to take some steam off of AJ having that much time. But they made it work to where I, it didn't feel like it hurt AJ that much. They went for mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you call it 50-50 booking when you make sure that whoever's losing is going to get distracted, which we do so much on the show. But it is a somewhat what happens here is the Viking Raiders going back to the tag division attack, um, almost, and that causes AJ to turn his head, which leads to a chain of events where Riddle gets the win. What did you think about that? I thought it was a spectacular match. Is the ending the same ending they do all the time? Yes. But once again, can't the wrestlers that were put in the ring did a great job of what they were given. And Matt Riddle, <laughs> I don't know anything about the dude other than what the product he puts in the ring is good. It's real good. You know, he's already knows how to sell. You forget how short a period of time he's really been in the business. Dude, he's he's approaching the, that top level of guys, he's already there. Once you ring the bell, you know, oh, yeah. there, there's nobody that can, that, he's wrestling as well as anybody in the WWE right now. And you know, what's weird. There are guys that probably can do similar things in the company, but they're not getting extended minutes with top echelon talent like Riddle is. Mm-mm. So, yeah. You know, for whatever, and when you listen to Matt Riddle talk and you know he's walking into the arena barefoot or in flops or whatever, you know he's not a Vince guy. So I don't under, No. I don't begrudge them for doing this, and I appreciate that Riddle is having great matches and they aren't the same match every week. But, like, he's getting to work with different talents, what I'm saying. But yeah. it is so peculiar to me that he's the guy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, 
when Cedric Alexander, which I, I left out on purpose what Cedric Alexander and our truth had to be in the middle of, because I can sum that up with yuck. Disgusting. <laughs> Tag team match, our truth. Cedric Allen, what did Cedric Alexander ever do to Vince McMahon? Except make the gimmicks work. Yes. And, in, <laughs> and still, what does it matter? Done. Done. Uh, Nothing. Right. So going on to the rest of the hurt. So basically, Elias flees from Jackson again in the middle of this thing, and putting our truth in there with Jackson to try to get a little bit of a rub is almost offensive to me. You know, it's like, and by that I mean, our truth is saddled with this twenty four seven gimmick, which he has made work better than any human could make work. Nobody should be. You got the dude. I don't care what you think. You've got to give that man credit for making. That should have been the worst thing ever. I mean, the fact that it's not the worst thing ever is a testament to our truth. Only. Only. Not creative. Not the script writer. Because they still handed him crap and he made it work. You mm-hmm. know? And yet, he's stuck in this thing with Jackson and Elias and poor Cedric and you know we're we, the other thing is we didn't progress the storyline no. Elias still ran away Elias has run away how many weeks in a row now whatever okay, MVP and Lashley versus don't. Wo- <laughs> yeah. don't Kevin it's just don't versus Woods and Kofi again really good matchup you know and and MVP, it's funny how far he's come as an older wrestler. Because you remember that first night back after the uh, he was the surprise entrance before Edge at that Royal Rumble, Uh right? And you know he has that match the next night with Rey Mysterio, and it's like, uh, race. It almost had me wondering whether or not Rey could still wrestle. (laughs) And then here we are, you know, a little while later. And he doesn't wrestle a lot, but he wrestles enough that he's he's pretty, you know, he can still kind of go a little bit because he's kind of used to it. He can tell a story. And, uh, you know, Woods and Kofi are the best. Lashley's the best. Now, we wind up with Lashley having, having him down and then going for the pin and the kick out. And then MVP begs to get in. Kofi hits Lashley with the Trouble in Paradise. Then... Kofi winds up hitting MVP with the Trouble in Paradise and getting the win. And I will honestly tell you that before Monday night this week, I didn't think Kofi had a chance. And in those three hours, they did a they did get me to where the men's version of Money in the Bank, which I was always going to want to watch, I do see interesting rivalries inside of it. Right? Yeah. And I feel like Kofi is not the favorite like in kayfabe world. But in my mind, Kofi is the favorite because if you're going to have a, I think it'll be the third, is Monday Night Raw in front of a live audience next week? Or does it? Uh, I know SmackDown is. Right. So either, either it's the third or second show in front of a live crowd. Heading into a summer, your ratings have dipped to 1.4 million or so, which 
I don't think precipitously, Kevin. Precipitously. I, I don't think that USA is worried about it because people don't tend to watch that stuff as much. And I think that uh, WWE is driving enough traffic to Peacock that it's not a really an issue issue. But if you are Monday Night Raw, putting your most popular guy in the ring with the belt at the end of SummerSlam or the beginning of SummerSlam, wherever you want to place that match, makes a whole mm-hmm. lot of sense to me. Oh, it does. It does. You know, and figuring out a way to do that for 12 to uh, 20 to so hours before you put it on Drew McIntyre really makes sense. (laughs) 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 Woo! (laughs) But it does. That's the setup, Kevin. The setup really is that. Kofi knocks off Bobby Lashley and Drew takes it off Kofi and like that night, the next night, whatever they do. No, that's why that's the the, the one redeeming thing too, right? Is you feel like Drew and Gender are in something now. Which is how you get Drew away from the belt for a little bit. You know, and that would be the best thing for Drew too. Oh, it would be. You know, it, it, you know, give me a chance to, you know, give me a chance to adore him from afar for a little bit. Yes. <laughs> okay, man. This has been a raw review. Uh, wow, Justin, thanks for calling in. Yes, I, sir. I highly recommend when you watch Raw. Go ahead and miss the first hour. Tape it, DVR it, whatever. Fast forward through the walk into the ring, the commercials. And the things that drive you crazy. All right. Go Meet Production. Copyright 2021. Check out our friends at the GIN Project. The G-I-N-N Project.com. Justin. Go home.